0: Welcome to the Gospel City Church Podcast. We're glad to have you here. We hope you would hear, be challenged, and encouraged by this week's teaching. Head to GospelCityNow.com for more information. So let's get into our text. Starting
1: in in, uh, verse seven, chapter three, verse seven, says this, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, now, I wanna stop there really quickly because I wanna point out a theological truth that is very important for us to not skip over. The fact that the scripture in the text says there that the Holy Spirit says, this is accomplishing three things that you need to understand. First thing that it's accomplishing, it's, it's, it's equating the Holy Spirit as God. Because if you remember, this psalm that is being quoted, Psalm 95, this psalm being quoted was God speaking. And so now the writer of Hebrews says, the Holy Spirit has said. So he's equating the Holy Spirit as God. Okay, so that's important. The second thing that this accomplishes is that we see that God is the author of Scripture. He provides for them a law. They know, they know how to obey and walk according to God's, to God's way and God's commands. And then they get to the promised land and say, no, these, these fellows are too big. We can't do it. We can't do it they had, were not taking care to watch out for unbelief. You know, the root problem of every sin is unbelief. The reason you keep going to that sin is because you don't believe God can free you from it. You don't believe Jesus is good enough to, be, to meet the need that you have. That's why you keep running to the sin that you run to. It's unbelief. Unbelief is the reason you don't step into greater obedience to, to the things that God has called you to because of, of fear of rejection or whatever the thing may be, but unbelief is at the core of it. Now, the opposite of, of taking care is forgetfulness. And we talked about this in chapter 2 when he said, do not neglect this great salvation. You know, one of the most dangerous things we can do spiritually is nothing. We just forget about the promises of God. We forget about the greatness of God. We, 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 and then we begin to think, well, God has Uh, nothing to do with me or my life except for maybe some deistic out there creator that really isn't involved and you just kind of forget what he is who he is and what he can what he can do for his church and his people and so the text says to be careful that we don't have evil unbelieving hearts that lead us away from the living God right now this is going to come up in Hebrew several times, but again, is this talking to believers? Can a believer lose his salvation? No, a believer cannot lose his salvation. But I think the warning here is for believers because I believe that unbelief is a thing that believers can walk into and and, and fall victim to. I, I think unbelief can be a besetting sin for Christians. You may be saved, but it's like, as the scripture says, basically saved by the skin of your teeth, right? And, and, and so you, you're not trusting him in your life. You're not trusting him with... Uh, your relationships you're not trusting him with all, the whole of your life and, and and all of a sudden you have this besetting sin of unbelief within you which only constantly leads to a hardness of heart in you now you've seen this maybe you are in this that many christians kind of are wandering in the wilderness so to speak spiritually speaking they, have, they would say they're believers, they've trusted in Christ and the gospel, but when it comes to like, looking at their life and seeing is their fruit here, that they're, they're kind of wandering in the wilderness as, as believers. They've been delivered from Egypt, but they haven't entered into the rest of Christ. They, they haven't trusted Him fully uh, with, with the whole of every facet of their life. They've compartmentalized Jesus, right? Like, Jesus is one thing when I come to church on Sundays, but you know, then I have this work compartment, and I've got this family compartment, and I've got these, this parenting compartment, and I've got this hobby compartment, and I've got all these different compartments, and Jesus is one of those compartments, but, but I have these other ones too, and when I pick up this other one, I drop that one, and, and, and that's kind of how your life looks like, but the reality is Jesus can't be compartmentalized. Jesus is in all of those things. And, and for you to walk in the full rest of Christ is for Jesus to be fully obeyed in every area of of your life. Trusting Him. And, uh, and, and, you know, this hardness of heart, how do you get there? By not hearing God's voice. He says, if you hear the voice of God. I think we can get to a place where we neglect hearing God's verse, voice. You neglect reading the Word of God. That will lead to a hard heart. You neglect... Hearing the preaching of God's word, that can lead to a hard heart. You just neglect the grace of the word of God. Those things would lead to a hard heart. Secondly, you, you allow yourselves to be deceived by sin. Oh, well, this sin's not that bad. I'll just let it in. All of a sudden, you've hardened your heart to God because you're holding fast to, to, to this sin. Warren Wiersbe says that the heart of every problem is a problem of the heart. And this is why the writer of Hebrews says, take care, brothers, that you do not have an unbelieving, an evil heart that will let you fall away from the living God. Watch our hearts. This is the essence of our faith. It's your heart care, your soul care. It's it's not so much about the things that you do, but who you are, what you believe, what you hold fast to. And I think every believer is tempted to be like the, the rebellion in Numbers 14. That, that looks too scary. I don't want to do that. I'm going to run back to Egypt where it's comfortable. I think that's to, to, to reject our confession of Christ when it's convenient. That, that's, that's the temptation for every believer. And so we, we want hearts uh, that aren't hardened, right? A hardened heart is insensitive to the work and the word of God. We want hearts that are walking with him, walking in step with him, uh, hearing his word and obeying his word. And, and, uh, and, and so you, you may be saved. You may be saved. You may, you may have an eternal rest of God. There, there's a rest that comes for salvation. but There's also a rest that comes from submission. And maybe you haven't submitted the entirety of your life to him. I would, I would plead with you, as the writer of Hebrews says, take care, brothers, that you would submit to him. Now, obviously, there is also unbelief among non-believers, right? Maybe you're in here today, and here's what that might look like for you. You might say things like, there's no way that God can save someone like me, that my sin is too much for, for, for Jesus to redeem, that, that, that there's no way that he would love and save someone like me. And I would say, you sound an awful lot like the Israelites looking over the promised land saying, there's no way that God can defeat that on our behalf. There's no way that he can give us the promised land. There's no way that he can conquer these giants. And I would just implore you, there absolutely is a way. Our God is mighty to save. There is no sinner too far gone for our great God to redeem. None. Zero. Um, to, to think that is, is pride in of itself as if... He hasn't saved worse than you. And I know He has because He saved me. He can save you. And He can draw you into Himself and can consider you a son or a daughter of God, adopt you into the family and give you the inheritance of Christ. This is what our great God can do and can do for you. But for those who are not saved, there is no rest for you. There is no rest for those who remain under the wrath of God. I heard it this week. Um, I read it uh, in a sermon. It says, Your hearts are every day either softening or hardening. The sun that shines with vehement heat melts the wax, but it at the same time hardens the clay. This is talking about the heart, and when God speaks, you're either going to do one of two things. Your heart's either going to soften in obedience to the Lord and walk greater in greater faithfulness to Him, or it's going to harden and hate Him even more and put yourself on the throne of God even more. So how, believers, how do we fight this? I think the text says it. And the next point is that we w- would exhort one another. Every day, as long as it's called a day, we would exhort or encourage one another. This is how we combat evil, unbelieving hearts is the church. The church being the church. that We, we exhort one another. We encourage one another. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. See, Christians, we belong to one another and we need one another. Um, You can't be all that Christ wants you to be, all that God wants you to be in his own son without the church, without the bride of Christ. You can't practice the one another's to become the sanctified believer that he wants you to be without putting yourself around some people to practice the one another's with. You just can't. This is not a plea like you got to do this you got to do this you got to do this I'm saying you can't be everything that god wants you to be without the church. You can't do it It's impossible for you to do This is not me You know banging you over the head and say you need to be in church more. This is me saying I want what's best for you And what's best for all of us is each other Now that gets awkward at times exhortation sometimes is awkward at times There's sometimes you get an exhortation and you don't want to hear but how else are we going to see our blind spots? Without They're called blind spots for a reason. Because I can't see them. And I need someone who can see them who can help me with my blind spots, or to encourage me. Most of the times, we're a people that are so discouraged in our walk with Jesus, we just need someone to come and and speak the life of Christ into us, and to remind us of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he went to the cross on our behalf, and it wasn't our merit or deeds that that earned our salvation, but it was Christ alone that did it on our behalf, and he heals off sinful and hardened hearts that we lock arms together and and are the church that Christ wants us to be. We, we are, he is our head. We walk in obedience to him. And, uh, and, and the Hebrew seems to think that this is a, this is a group effort. <laughs> to fight hardened hearts or unbelieving hearts. It's a group. And, and we've seen this. If you've walked through a season where you've had a hardened heart, it's because you've separated yourself from the body of Christ. If you've seen people that have walked away from the body of Christ and they also won't hear the voice of God, because they've hardened their hearts to those things. We, we need each other to keep our hearts uh, softened and uh, and, and encourage the Lord. And here's what I would encourage you to do in, in, in connection with my first point, is that you would do that for somebody today. Because it's real cute to say, oh, we need to encourage one another, and then we don't really encourage one another, right? It's like, oh, high five, let's go get lunch, right? Like, um, like, to, to, to actually hear God and say, hey, go to that brother and sister right there and, and encourage them in the Lord. That you would do that today, not tomorrow. This is an obedience for us to do today. Why? Because Listen, we can't assume that everybody coming in here with their Sunday smile is good to go. We can't assume that. We can't just, be, oh, man, they look great on Sunday. I'm sure they're walking with Jesus and, they're you know, they They got nothing going on wrong in their life. You know, it's really good for them. No, this is a terrible assumption. Why? Because we are battling flesh. We are battling sin. We're all battling an evil one. We're all in the world and trying not to be of the world. And so we all need encouragement. I don't care. I don't care if you're the closest one to Jesus, right, in this room. That exhortation and encouragement will still breathe life into you and to crumble a hardening heart. And so do that for someone today. And I don't mean going out there and saying, oh, your dress looks nice, your shoes look great. I'm talking about call out the gifts of God in their life. I, this is what I see God doing in you. I'm, I'm praising God for it, brother or sister. This is what I see uh, God moving you into and growing you into. And, and I want to encourage you in that. I want to encourage you towards obedience and, and good deeds. Our last point for today is this. Rebellion is unbelief and leaves you in the wilderness. Now, I want to I just again paint the picture here for us of the Israelites. They get, they get to the edge of the promised land. They're peeking over. They're seeing what God has promised to give them. In the land of Canaan, land of blessing. They had been freed from Egyptian slavery. They were given water and food and on their way to the promised land. Again, the commands of God. God was with them helping them, taking care of their need, even though they were grumbling. And they were, they were close to entering into the rest of God. But when they heard the voice of God, they rebelled, they hardened their hearts and disobeyed. And this is why they had to live 40 years in the wilderness. Now, there are so many Christians and, and many of us that are walking in the wilderness of faith simply because we've hardened our hearts to the voice of God. We've heard Him call us to do something and we have not walked in obedience. Maybe God has told you to serve in the church in some capacity, but you continue to refuse to do that. Why? Maybe you don't feel you're good enough. Maybe you feel like it'll be too much of a responsibility for you to accomplish, or uh, maybe you think someone else is doing the thing, but you 've heard the voice of God, and you continue to say, "No, this is what will harden a heart. God has told you to lay down sin, but you continue to pick it up because you believe it's the only way that you're going to get the relief that you 're looking for, or the release that you 're looking for and God has continued to tell you to put it down and you've neglected running to Jesus to meet that need. This is continued rebellion and obedience is how we have hardened hearts. Maybe God has told you to share the gospel with someone, but you never muster up the courage to do it and the potential rejection for you becomes a a giant and you're the grasshopper. You ever notice about people that share the gospel? It's like one of two extremes. It's like one guy, they'll do it, and he does it all the time, and then the guy that never does it, right? Because as we walk in obedience to God, he continues to soften our heart to continue to do the thing and to see the opportunity to do the thing. When we continue to see the opportunity and say no, we're not only hardened to the voice of God, but we're hardened to the opportunities that he affords us, and opportunity after opportunity slides past us, and we don't even see it. Why? Because we've hardened our heart to the voice of God. Maybe God has told you to give to the Lord through the church. That maybe you haven't trusted God as your provider. Again, maybe you're a guest here. We're great financially as a church. We don't need your money. I mean, we do need your money. but This isn't a plea for more money. This is a plea for your best. And for you to walk in the promise, promised rest of Christ. But maybe you've heard God tell you to give, but you don't believe that God can do more with your 90% than you can with 100%. This is disbelief. This is unbelief. This is hearing the voice of God and hardening your heart to walking in obedience to Him. And, and, and you may wonder why you continue to struggle financially. I'm not preaching a health and wealth message here, but I am preaching that God is faithful to those who are faithful to li- in little you may also wonder why you haven't entered into a spiritual place of health. If you're uh, you're disobeying in one area, it's going to affect every area. Church, hear me. In whatever God has told you to do, God can be trusted. And and, um, it's easy for us to say that. It's easy for us to preach the gospel, but when someone actually needs the gospel poured out on them, it's hard for us to give it. It's easy for us to preach the gospel. When our wife or our spouse does something we don't like, we don't want to give them the gospel. We want to give them a piece of our mind. It's easy for us to hear the truths of God, but not enact them. And I want to tell you, church, that God can be trusted. And so today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as in the rebellion or the day of testing. Take care and exhort one another every day, as long as it is called the day. Do not fail to enter his rest because of unbelief. Now, maybe some of you, maybe some of you are in here today and God has told you to be saved. You don't have a relationship with Christ. I would again implore you that today is the day for salvation. Don't, do, don't put off till tomorrow what God is calling you to do today. Because we don't know if God will speak that same word to you tomorrow. If he's spoken to you today, be saved today. Walk in obedience today. Trust him today. Act today in whatever he's calling you to do. Let's pray together, church. Father, it's no secret that the writer of Hebrews has delivered to us a, a uh, rubber-meeting-the-road message. Um, it's so much easier for us to talk about doctrine and theology and, you know, the seven feasts of Daniel and the whatever, as long as we don't have to do anything. And uh, the reality is... That's not what we want. That may be what we end up trying to do or try to weasel our way out of it, but that's not what we want. We want to obey you, and we want to obey you swiftly, God. We want to obey you today. We don't don't want to have delayed obedience. We We want to walk. We want to hear your voice. We don't want hardened hearts. And so, Father, would you do several things for us today, I pray. I pray that you would continue to speak. You would speak through your word your Holy Spirit would just continue to impress the word upon our hearts that, that we would speak to one another in exhortation and encouragement and you would speak through us as we speak to one another that we would hear your voice God and that we would have um, the same spirit of Caleb and Joshua <laughs> Joshua who said repeatedly do not fear take courage do not fear Take courage. Why? Because our God is trustworthy. He's able to conquer any foe. He's able to deliver us from any mess. He's able to redeem any sin. Our God is able. And He's trustworthy. And so would you give us believing hearts, God? Stave off our hardened hearts because of unbelief. Let us walk in a great belief, a trust, a faith that holds fast to our great God and walks in whatever obedience you call us to do. That may be sharing the gospel with our neighbor, that may be moving overseas to take the gospel to the, to the nations, that may be to, to, to serve in the church, to give, that may be to start doing family worship at our homes. But whatever you're calling us to do, God, let our answer today be yes. We will walk in obedience. And we need the Holy Spirit to give us the courage and the strength and the faith to be able to do just that. We love
0: you, Lord. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gospel City Church Podcast. We hope you found encouragement, inspiration, and biblical truth that will challenge you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Our mission is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to the city and to the church and to see disciples who follow him wholeheartedly. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. This will help us reach more people with a life-changing message of the gospel. You can also visit our website at gospelcitynow.com to learn more about our church and our ministry. Remember, the gospel is not just a message to be heard, it's to be lived. So let us be sent out this week boldly bringing hope, love, and truth to the city and the church. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to next time.